This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. What a Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I am Sal, and joining me today is Sam Basher of oh. Only Stupid Answers, the podcast where he and DJ Wilridge chat about comics, comic TV, and all the other comic-related goodies that happened upon your purview. Uh, thanks for being on the show, man. Well, thanks for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah, me too. Um, if you hadn't already, you should check out Sam's appearance on the Weekly Poll, which is, of course, available here as well. And uh, go check out his podcast, because it's a lot of fun. I dig it myself, so... Well, thank you. You're very welcome. And, of <laughs> course, and for the uh, for the very immediate future, you're also from SourceFed. And, yes. Uh, so, go check them out. Uh, you're probably already subscribed, but... Uh, <laughs> go go watch the... Uh, go watch it all wrap up. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's very sad. Oh, yeah, it's a bummer. But I'm putting out... A video came out yesterday where... Actually, funny story, really quick. Yeah. Uh, back in December 2015, we got an invite to go to the set of War for the Planet of the Apes. Right on. That movie was supposed to come out summer 2016, but they pushed it a whole year. So we weren't even allowed to get our hands on the footage for an entire year Mm -hmm. until December of last year, 2016. Finally got it, and now with everything kind of wrapping up, we were waiting for a time to release it right. Uh, But we're just like releasing everything cool that we have in in our like piggy bank. So that went up yesterday. And then I was able to do some zero-G flight stuff. Yes! (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was really cool for the Passengers movie release, or the DVD release, mm-hmm. and uh, that's going up in a couple hours, actually, okay. so it should be up on the channel. Nice. Mm-hmm. I have always wanted to try that. I am always worried I will just vomit all over everybody. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> one person did, because they were filming, and they were staring at their screen, and they were getting really sick, right. and what? One, one person... Um, uh, it, it, this uh, this is a uh, woman came with us. Uh, she's a weather woman. She's very popular. Um, she's very beautiful. She's very popular on social media. S- something happened where during the time when you 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 ascend and it's it's 1.8 G's that you're experiencing. Two people fell on her and we thought she sprained her leg. And then once the plane landed, we found out she broke her leg in two places. Oh Christ! No. <laughs> <laughs> It was a first. It yeah. was a first for them. Oh, nice. Well, <laughs> they could I had a great time. Right. But you're like, but I got to experience weightlessness, which only a handful of people can say they've experienced without, you know, saying they're also dead. So that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That would rock. Mm-hmm. I think when I was growing up, I thought that Space Camp was a place where, like, they had a zero-G room that you could experience. No. no. You have to get into a plane and then yeah. basically do everything <laughs> that you don't want to do in a plane. To experience that experience. That, that I'm so I'm so afraid because I was like, I wonder what kind of angles that plane's like yeah. getting to it. And then someone showed me footage from outside of a plane, and they like you're going like this, mm-hmm. and then you're going like this. Oh no! Like, oh, but from the inside you can't tell. And I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, that's good. I don't need to. I don't ever, ever, ever need to look at that. I don't ever need to be a pilot of a plane that does that. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome, though. Congratulations on... Well, on, thanks. That's the, th- that's the craziest thing about YouTubing, is checking off things on a bucket list you never knew you fucking had, and then you're like, oh, shit, I, turns out I've always wanted to do this, and now I don't have to worry about it. 
Yeah. No, uh, it's a lot of a lot of opportunities and luck and just random stuff happens. And yeah. so you take advantage of as of as much as you can. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so today, if you can believe it, we're talking about Superman. Um, so if you have not re- yet read the newest issue of Action Comics 976, uh, mute us, but keep watching because it's always important to have you guys in front of us. Um, but yeah, we're going to spoil it a little bit and speculate a little bit about the implications thereof because Superman Reborn has wrapped up in a nice three-chapter package uh, where we we got the return of the New 52 Superman and what and, and all that implies. So, mm-hmm. I guess we can do a little bit of a of a, of a wrap up or a roundup of like kind of what happened and what it all means mm-hmm. because so, they also okay. Oh yeah, no, but they, so it opened up with like you're you're trying to figure out who this mystery Clark Kent is, and it's oh my god, I love that mystery. It was such a cool rebirth uh, thing for them to play around yes. with. But we find out it's the return of pre New Fifty Two or whatever, uh, Mister Mixie Spitlick. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna know how to say that you right. You pretty much I've nailed heard... it, man. I gotta say. <laughs> well, like, I've I've never had people get more angry at me than pronouncing that name. I'm like, guys, come on. Yeah. It's there's no vowels in it. It's like that's not fair. No, I we, we when we did our review of his reveal, uh-huh. I deliberately mispronounced it like four times in a row. So it's like, mm-hmm. this is you get used to it here, and then I'm just gonna call it Mixie from the rest of the episode. So much easier. Yeah. So much easier. But um, we, we get, like, sucked into his fifth dimension, otherworldly place, and uh, Clark and Lois are trying to get uh, Jonathan back because Mixie took him. Yep. And something, some kind of weird energy thing happens, and mm-hmm. our current Clark and Lois get turned into new 52 Clark and Lois, yeah. which is... But uh, did you... Have you checked out the follow-up four-part, the, <laughs> the fourth part of the, uh, the, the arc? Yes. Yeah, so is that cool we talk about that? Oh, totally, yeah, let's do it. So now, like, I believe everything's merged. Like, the 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 Clark and Lois we have now, their lives are now integrated into the universe. They're not strangers or otherworldly, like, beings. And I don't know how that's going to play out yeah. with all, like, weird relationships he has with, like, Batman and Wonder Woman and a couple other people. But I'm guessing that means, like, we're going to get Clark and Lois back at the Daily Planet, which is going to be really fun. Yeah. Jonathan is going to be, like... A person that doesn't need to hide anymore. Um, uh, but all I hope for is that we still get small town Clark being a dad because mm. I love that story. And I there was a really fun tease at the end for Rebirth, like whoever him is. Yeah, which yeah. I think I think at this point the cat's out of the bag uh, with Jeff Johns' tweets about uh, writing for Watchmen and the fact that DC Rebirth number one starts on Mars, and it, uh, you know, they take apart a watch, like, it's, it, it's so, the only thing you don't get is seeing his big blue dong just on a panel. <laughs> like, everything else, though, pretty much Dr. Manhattan. Also, you get his energy surge, like, when he killed Pandora, and he made, uh, he killed or disappeared uh, Owlman and Metron, like, they all Metron, disappeared yeah. the same way that uh, Comedian Explodes. At the mm-hmm. end of Watchmen. Spoilers for Watchmen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, the, okay, so the reason why I, I thought this would be kind of like a fun topic to, to kind of hash out is because it looked like DC was going in one direction, right? They're like, okay, we all agree New 52 Superman, while it has its fans, it didn't really work. People weren't as on board for it, and ultimately... This, along with many other things that we tried with New 52, while well, New 52 was a financial success, that was mm. not successful. People would rather have a Superman that kind of knows what he's doing. Yeah, um, it was 
it was fun for about because I, I I got into like the comic like reading game like on a regular basis like three years ago, and yeah. so I tried I played catch up with like all like the main series, and it was it I don't I thought it was fun for like maybe the first or two volumes, and yeah. then I got kind of annoyed with it, and then I just kind of stuck with the I kind of left it alone. I didn't come back to action comics or Superman. Dude, no, I I completely hear you. Uh, when New Fifty Two debuted, I had been an old school fan, and then New Fifty Two is the like, hey, guess what? It turns out we're gonna reboot everything. I we we weren't really even sure we we're gonna do it until like a few months ago, but we are. And so I'm like, okay, let's do it. Ground floor. I was more of a Marvel guy, so I'm getting back into DC. It's been a long time since I read DC. So I picked up Batman, and it was Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo, so I'm like, yes! Yeah. And then I picked up Action Comics, which was by, uh, I think it was Rags Morales and Grant Morrison, and I was like... Yeah, Grant Morrison was on the the reboot for Superman, which I thought was insane. Well, and because All-Star Superman is perfect. Yes. So I'm like, okay, let's do this. And mm. I was not on board... And then uh, I picked, uh, and then I saw, or I, I actually didn't even bother to pick it up, but I heard the rumblings about how, like, George Perez's Superman was a mess and confusing, and nobody was talking to each other, and I'm like, okay, I'm having, I have a hard enough time trying to keep all the continuity straight in my head for things when they're deliberately keeping it in linear order. So at this mm-hmm. point, no, I'm not even going to bother. So I didn't even, I, I, I got off that train at the first stop for Superman. <laughs> But, uh, but when they teased at the end of one of the worst DC events ever, Convergence, that real Superman was coming back, I was like, Man. okay, cool. Here yeah. we go. And Man. That well, event was a goddamn Wow, yeah. As I, yeah it, it was just awful. It was so bad. There's so much about it that, like... And it's what's funny is there's a lot of things that are great, like Superman's tie-in with it mm. by Lee Weeks, and I think Jurgens wrote that. But it was so good, where it's like, hey, guess what? Real Superman? Yeah, he's here, and he has a kid, and Batman delivers the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're kind of like, this is cool. This is a fun little... And, and by the way, I mention that only because at the end of this issue, that's retconned. They kind of changed that. But mm-hmm. um, but the implication was we T- DC being like, look, we know Superman doesn't work. We know that we need him to get working in order to get everybody on board for DC. So what we'll do is we'll just kill him. And then replace him with the Superman you want. Uh-huh. And they took pains to develop this real Superman and establish him as number one, a father, number two, like a landowner in wherever, Hampton County? Mm, uh, and, uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. Hamilton County, thank you. Mm-hmm. And like, he's just, they're, they're establishing that he's an outsider and he's, he is old school fans. He's the avatar for you. If you read comics like 30 years ago or 20 years ago, you will get it, because he's going to be like, this place is kind of familiar, but weird. The whole damn series of Trinity, for the first six issues, is basically being like, look, Superman might recognize all these people, but they're not friends. They don't know each other. So let's let's make them friends. But then with Superman Reborn, they're like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. That's hard, to, that's hard to do. So my my question, I guess, is, do you like it? Do you like the plan? Is this... Because it's obviously... They they merged them. They're like, alright, New 52, Superman, old school Superman. They're all one guy. They were always mm-hmm. one guy. I, I think that's them kind of playing fast and loose. I think that's them being like... No, you know what? I think we can get away with this. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm on board with all of it. I actually really liked the Trinity run where you had... Um, I liked that we were... like That Clark referenced something from... Bruce's past. Yeah. That I, I'm not sure if it happened or not. Like the rainbow suit mm-hmm. for him. I don't know if it happened for him at all. Yeah. I kind of did, but um, uh, I, I'm excited to see like 
how things like reintegrate and readjust over, I'm guessing like it's going to be like a month or two oh, yeah. where we like, this would be a question, but I think we'll get over it pretty fast. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I, um, what I'm excited for, I want to see more of Superboy interacting with more of the DC universe. That's what I'm most excited about. Oh yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. have you been reading Super Sons at all? Yes. Oh, both issues. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's only two issues, but it's phenomenal. I'm already, it's already one of my favorite series from DC right now. No, I, it's, it was a, very hard for me to get on board with Damien. It's, yeah. he's, a, he's, a tough, he's a tough character, but Jonathan makes him likable, and so does the Teen Titans, which I'm a big fan of that series right now. It's um, really good. Yeah, it is, and the art, the art helps a lot. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm excited. Uh, what was that? I just had a thought, and it escaped me. Um, I would like to see what this Superman does with the the what is the term for it? Like Lana Lang and the rest of the Superman canon? Oh, the fa- yeah, the Superman, yeah, his his whole can his whole uh, family, like the whole yeah. Oh, because we're about to get a Supergirl Superman crossover, yes. so they're finally gonna meet. And I would like them to. I don't know if they're gonna address it like this is a different person because she saw her cousin die. Like, I wonder how that's gonna play out. Yeah, no, I the whole Superman family with like Supergirl, John Henry Irons, uh, Superwoman, like Lana Lang, everything is really confusing yes. and having pre new 52 superman kind of like in the world going like look hey everybody i know you i look familiar but i'm not the same guy now by them being like no he is the same guy we just he the reason why new 52 superman didn't work is because real superman wasn't merged with him yet uh, mm. that's what it was it wasn't that we were doing a shitty job of running superman it was that <laughs> he just doesn't he just wasn't connected yet so mm. With uh, with the with the merging of those two entities, and by the way, like New Fifty Two Superman, for those of you who haven't read it but don't care about spoilers, um, he I think gets like maybe four pages of real estate. Like people who have been like, oh shit, I can't wait for him to come back. He comes back for a second, and then he's just no, no, and then he's absorbed, and you don't care anymore, and it's over. Uh, yeah. But they they imply either because it takes place in this weird dimension, or because it's Superman, or because of what. Dr. M or whatever did to Superman uh, when they merge the two characters they retcon the universe mm-hmm. so that everybody remembers Superman and Hopefully. like we don't know how it's going to pan out but that's how they kind of teased it yeah that's how they teased it yeah right exactly and that's that's the thing is the question is the implication that mm. is teased at the end of this book is like what is happening and, <laughs> and what does it mean and for me as like as a fan of of old school continuity and especially as a fan of like batman for mm. me i've always been like well what does this mean for batman because <laughs> i don't know I, I i really love the superman batman relationship and i really dug uh, especially the launched by jeff Loeb, the batman superman series I like that too. It got a little wonky. Oh man, I it was DCU, right? Where um yes. Jeff uh, uh, not Jeff, Jim Gordon became Batman oh, and then God. yes. It was wasn't awful. It wasn't great though. Um Yeah. Uh I I what was I just thinking? Oh, besides that chunk of the Batman Superman run, I really like a lot of the stories, especially the one that came on after it where they met like an older Kryptonian. Yeah. Like like being used like power that ship i love that that has one of my favorite like endings to a comic where they're watching the sunrise or the sunset yes he's never seen it. yeah it's yeah. so sweet and i would love to get another batman superman comic like that because i don't need the moody i don't need the batman v superman whatever the fuck 
relationship happened in that. I don't no. know. <laughs> I don't know if there is a relationship at all. Like they were friends at the end of it. I'm not really sure, but right? I would like like I would like that relationship back. Yeah, I want them to be kind of like friends. I I was actually in preparation for all this. I was going back and reading an old when they when they retconned everything the first time in 1986 with the Crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave uh, Superman's kind of like development over to um, oh, crap. What was his name? Uh, John Byrne mm. with Man of Steel, and so we get to see Batman and Superman meet for the first for the first time in 1986, mm-hmm. and it's so bizarre because I had always grown up kind of being like Superman and Batman are friends like they are like they're like two beat cops that have worked together for 25 years and they would take yeah. a bullet for each other but uh, when you but then you think like oh for actually for the for the past 30 years they when they first got together they really did not care for each other and mm-hmm. in fact their first adventure ends with Superman being like perhaps in another reality we might have actually been friends once and I'm hey. like wow really like not even close but over time, they develop and become pals. I want that to be there. And the thing, the issue that I had with Trinity is that there was always this barrier of your of of, of, of real Superman being like, but you're not Batman though. Like you're mm-hmm. not my Batman. You know, like and vice versa. Like yeah. Wonder Woman person that's like, you know what? Who get who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and I want that. I want that cloud out. And I think with the retcon. Or with the with the merging of Superman, we're finally gonna get like Batman to go, "Hey, Clark, <laughs> I, we're friends for real now," and like I trust you. Like uh, same thing kind of happened in um, the Justice League with um, uh, Brian Hitch. He's writing right now, right? Yes, oh, like, God. Yeah. which is rough. It's uh, rough. Yeah, <laughs> it's real rough. But they had that one. It was like a two issue arc where like everyone like their fears something happened. Yes, and um, Superman like tried to like kill him. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we're exploring this. In another like comic, it's like I don't know how many times we can explore that they don't trust each other yeah. or Batman trust Superman. I was getting a little tired of it. Yeah, exactly. Prove that Justice League comic. Side note: they, that that's a it's a rough it's a rough read. That, I think, and it's funny because literally, no matter who you talk to, that book is a dumpster fire. Like, it's that always baffles me when like a, a number like okay, I get why like Cyborg doesn't work, right? But like. If you're writing, if, or if you're publishing books like Batman, Superman, uh, Justice League, you know, there's, there's, at least with, uh, with, with Tom King's Batman right now, there's arguments to be made for why you do or don't like that book, but you mm-hmm. can't argue that the quality isn't there. Mm-hmm. With Justice League, it's just like, I don't get why, after issue six, you went, okay, we gotta start over. <laughs> Yeah, because you definitely felt it. It was, it was, uh, it's very rough. I'm still reading it because, like, I'm, like, waiting. <laughs> I'm really? Because like, I, I couldn't, I was like, you know what? I think I'm DC so knows. I'm about dropping stuff. Like, I read all of Monsters Unleashed and, like, e- maybe there's fans of who like monster movies, but, man, overall, just quality of a, of a series, I was like, this is bad. Wow. <laughs> this, this is so bad. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, over here at Comic Pop, my co-host Tiffany loves monster movies she likes kaiju movies like she's like no no no. this is all about the monster myth so for her that is like monsters unleashed is basically like a godzilla film with 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 marvel characters in it but uh, but i get why people are like i don't want that like i read the first issue of monster unleashed and i went okay this ain't for me <laughs> yeah and, and i just let her read it somebody else like kid kaiju i was like oh my god i'm like i love that moon girl and devil dinosaur get used more in like bigger marvel stuff yeah. but like Oh, I'm I'm all I'm all done with this. <laughs> Even though I bought all five issues, and that's my fault. But anyways, mm-hmm. back to 
<laughs> right, but back to DC and the Redcon. I mean, Justice League, man. How yeah. was how was that whole with the elemental giants? I don't. I don't know. I have no idea what happened. Like there was those. Yeah. And then there were aliens. Right. And they were and then, totally not connected. No, they weren't, but they were against each other. But you're like, I can't tell who's bad here. You're both bad, or you're not both bad. Like yeah. all of a sudden, there's like a million clones. Of, wait, what they do with that? Yeah. I have the little point. cyborgs. I don't. Yeah, all the millions of cyborgs. I was like, I don't know what they did with them after. I don't know. I don't know. I really like the JLA run that Brian Hitch did before Rebirth. Mm. Like that was against Rao, and that was really oh, cool. Oh yeah, no, that was um, cool. And I get that's why he kind of transi- transitioned into the main Justice League writer. But yeah. like that was good because there was no pressure on it. Like there was yeah. like it was a side story that we got to get with yeah. like the old lineup. That's the funny but, thing with DC Rebirth. Like when they when they made the big announcement last year and they rolled out with all their titles, and then when they finally started to come out, people were like, "Look, say what you will about where, where about how we got here, but everything coming out is gold." It is. It was so. It was like I'm not even a big Aquaman guy. I, I had to drop the book because it, it's just I have too many. Mm-hmm. But I really liked Aquaman. I really liked Green Arrow. Like those were like I'm like, why do I like these books right now? They're yeah. so. Yeah, I yeah, not normally any, a Green Arrow guy. Mm-hmm. The the book is the book is solid. Yeah, and um, I, I'm also like to Superman, like the Trinity like book. I'm so surprised. Like I get why Francis Manipal is kind of pulling out a little bit. Like mm-hmm. he's he was doing art and the the writing of it, and I feel like that's except for Darwin Cook, everybody else doesn't quite nail it. Like no. they like <laughs> it starts to like they get the art really good. Like the art's amazing, but it's just like the writing just can't. No, it, to it. Well, you know what it is? It doesn't match it. Like, it's just... Manipal's art is undisputedly fantastic. But I will agree that the writing is just... It's not... It's not at the same level. You know? No, it's not. Well, it's, it's like fun. with... Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no, I'm just saying they're fun ideas. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, uh, that's why I kept re- buying Trinity. I was like, this is still... This is still a cool story. And I mm. still like it. And the and when you draw it, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's... I, I had a thought, and I was like, I don't know where I'm going with that. But mm-hmm. it was literally like when the when the artist doesn't match. Oh, it's uh, when I was reading Superman, like mm-hmm. the adjective of Superman, where it's with uh, Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason writing it. That book reg- it doesn't matter who's drawing it. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are some there are some yeah. days when it's amazing looking, and mm-hmm. even when it's not great looking, I'll read anything Tomasi writes now because the dude yeah. knows how to do it. I don't know what he's written before, but he it is like he he like I, I'll read action comics too. But something about Dan Jurgens, it's like I don't know. I'm, I'm not getting. I think what I love about Superman right now is the family aspect. That's and right. I, and, I, and I want. I need more of that in these in these issues, like in more Superman stories. Justice League, throw him in there. I don't care. Just keep throwing like his family in there. I I love it. Yes, I, I adore it. I hear you, man. I I was. I never saw Superman as a family man, like as a father and a husband, um, except when he was a husband. But even then, the father <laughs> thing was never going to happen. Um, but once they even implied it with Convergence, and I thought maybe it was, it was just, oh, it's something I like in Convergence. Maybe I'm just amping it up too much. No, the concept is just so solid and so like attractive. Mm-hmm. And then the execution was so perfectly well well done mm-hmm. that it's like yes. So. I th- I think we're gonna lose the farm. I think that everything is. I I think we're gonna get. I think John is gonna have to move to the city. 
That's gonna suck because I like his little like his little girlfriend he has right yeah. now. Like the the county fair, the county fair issue is oh probably because it's so just it's like it's so heartwarming and you get to see how they work as a family and what kind of kid John is. Like yeah. you get just to learn like how these people operate and I love that and how they're perceived by other people. But I'm glad we're getting away from like Clark White and just like we're getting back to the Kents and yeah. just. Feeling more comfortable. Oh, uh, once, uh, once Lois broke into like other Lois's apartment in Metropolis, and she was like, "I'm going to pretend to be Lois to get this story." I'm like, "Okay, first of all, there's no way that you're going to move back to that farm. You are yeah. going to take the apartment. You're going to keep being Lois." And now it's like, "No, we mer- we merged her, so she looks a little younger, but it's still her." Uh, yeah, there's no way that they're not going to move them to Metropolis. Now it could be that they'll they'll create drama. By being mm-hmm. like, Lois needs to be in Metropolis, but Clark needs to give John stability, so they'll stay on the farm, and Lois will like commute occasionally from Metropolis. I, I don't know. I, I'm down because I love the architects behind the story. Mm-hmm. So even though I can't necessarily predict what's going to happen, I'm still I still trust what they're going to do with it. Oh, okay. So uh, it's Tomasi. That's how you say it, right? Yeah. Tom- Tom- oh, um, okay. I, that's how I say it. But uh... yeah, that's, I never know. But um, I will go with that. But yeah. um, he had like this ongoing, like the the story that's kind of happening behind the scenes of everything. It was yeah. with the dinosaur island story and like this issue two with like the animals that have like a thing on their eye or yeah. like a piece of tech. I'm excited to see where that pays off. Like I'm, it, it doesn't feel like a rebirth. It doesn't feel like a rebirth thing, mm-hmm. but it, it feels like we're about to get like a lot of uh, cool pre-New Fifty Two characters yes. in these new stories, which I'm very excited about. Oh yeah, no, you are. I, I think you are a hundred percent on board for that. I, I think you're you're right about that. There's no question that. I'm also excited about the, yeah, all of this stuff that you mentioned, Dinosaur Island, the 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 the, the animals. I think also what's it called, John's girlfriend and her grandpa. Yeah, <laughs> that whole thing where it's like, who's the grandpa? What does this mean? Um, all of it, I think, will be relegated to Superman. I think that that's just kind of like what Tomasi wants to write about. By the way, if you do want to dig, get like dig into more Tomasi and kind of explore the family thing, you should read his uh, Batman Robin book. It was, uh, I think, it was pre New Fifty Two, but it was it's basically him writing about Batman and Damien. Mm-hmm. And I hate Damien, but. <laughs> He does, but Tomasi gets how to, Tomasi writes in such a way where it's like, he, he's like, he's in on it with us. He's like, look, I know you don't like Damien, because nobody (laughs) likes Damien. Mm -hmm. But if I present him in a way where we put him in a position where you know you're not going to like him, but he reacts and has other people react to him in ways that you expect or the way that you would, I think it softens his blow. And it really works. It's also nice to see Batman being a father, because like... While I don't like seeing that in comics, like I'm always, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of Batman being like a father of adopted children. So like Damien kind of undercuts the whole thing for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like Batman's this loner and he needs these people, and then he, he you know, he, he brings in Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And each time he's like, he's there for these these people, and then he, it turns out he has a biological son and he shows up and he says the thing that like maybe you're kind of unconsciously thinking even if you don't necessarily believe in that where you're like he's like no but I'm the real son and you're like no but you're not like yeah get out of here <laughs> <laughs> that's like, a lot of kids to go through with way if it's new 52 that was 5 years 5 right? years 5 robins i guess that's like what four like one robin a year yeah i don't know how 
like that's a really quick burnout of robins. Like well, maybe stop getting robins if they're running out that quick. I, I think maybe the robin program has has proven that it is not <laughs> it is not worth the funding. <laughs> that's but, what you got Duke. You got Duke, and he's something else. Whatever his name is I've, now. I've, man, okay. So what's your, what do you think about Duke and? Uh, I don't read Batman because there's too many. Right and uh, and uh, DJ, I think he said it best. He said Batman doesn't need my money. <laughs> like Batman, right. will, all of his all of his comics are gonna do just fine. Uh, I read like Flash. I read Green Lanterns and how Jordan Green Lantern. I try to read some of the Young Animal, Young Animal, Young Animal comics. Right on. And uh, Wildstorm. I'm trying to stay with like the indier yeah. or like le- least popular or less popular. Stories that DC has, um, they're in no way indie, but like I, I like supporting those. They so feel they it. Keep... No, Young Animal is like, it's all, it's like Vertigo light. Mm-hmm. And man, it's so weird, but I love it. I love. I'm reading only uh, Doom Patrol and Cave Carson. Yes. And Cave Carson is so much fun. I love Cave Carson so much. I'm only reading Doom Patrol, but I'm digging mm-hmm. it, man. Oh yeah, it's. <laughs> you kind of feel like <laughs> this is written by someone on drugs, so yep. maybe. I need to do them to understand like what's <laughs> happening right now. Like I'm like, okay, so we're 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 in like a negative heaven, and like I'm mm-hmm. like, what what's happening? Like this guy, there's a car, and there's things in the car, and I'm like, I'm trying not to say anything without spoiling it. I'm just like, yeah. okay, I I don't know. There's a burrito, but there's a world in it. Yeah. I don't understand. Like, but but I'm on board. Like I like it anyway. It's yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, but. Have you read Wildstorm? Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, DC asked me. I am their dedicated Wildstorm guy. Like, I really? read it for them and then talk about it on their channel. But, like, okay. Wildstorm is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're finally getting to a place that I want to be. Mm-hmm. I like it. And I think mm-hmm. it's solid. The art is undisputedly great. Mm-hmm. Like, so great that, like... I don't want him to do anything else. You know, he's he's his rendering of of people and 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 inorganic material like the moment where uh I don't remember what her name is but when she lands and she's got the and her predator outfit like morphs off her I'm like yeah it's like e- Epina or something I don't know there's so many names. I can't pronounce it I'm like I don't I don't know I'm just reading it but mm. uh it's so good and yeah. you can tell that Ellis is just like they've I I I'm they're giving me 12 issues at least. I can take as much time as I need. Yeah, you're definitely... I. There's something about, like, uh, this corporate espionage, like, like these two corporations own the world, and, like, but there's also, like, all these other players in there. I don't know. There's something about it that's just, like, it's like a... There's a texture to it. Yeah. Like, to this world, and I really appreciate that. I think it's kind of like with Superman, where it's, like, this is a family story. Like, but this, it's, like, it's nitty-gritty, like... New York Stock Exchange type thing, but add in like some high, like, uh, like there's aliens and like tech and like other stuff. Like, yeah. I have no idea because I don't, I've never looked into Wildstorm characters except for I read Midnighter and Apollo, their six issue run. You'll like that. Yeah. That's good. Uh, I, I really liked it. And I read um, a little bit of Grifter for like a second. Yeah. And I, backed, <laughs> I backed off. It was, yeah, it wasn't worth it. But I'm excited to see him in this. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I think. I think there's going to be, I mean, you know more than me, but I heard there's going to be a version of Midnighter and Apollo, or maybe just Midnighter in the Wildstorm series that's different. Yes, you're getting totally different versions, and I think it was just that, I think Warren Ellis helped create him, so he was like, I want to use him, but he also really likes what they're doing with Midnighter in the actual DC universe, so he's like, 
let them let like they're going to be very different. It won't be it won't be a problem. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I'm. I loved the debut of Midnighter. I think was he was he DCU. He well, know. yeah. He got a he got a run in there, and like he crossed over a lot with the Bat Family. Yeah. So like, but then like, but uh, him and Apollo, like, I really liked their like their portrayal of like their gay relationship. Yes. Uh, and uh, but also it's like it just felt like real and the like their love for each other, and also the the amount of violence in mm-hmm. that it was. At a certain point, I was like, wait, um. Okay, I'm gonna put this down for a second. Like I, <laughs> no violence, but I was like, um, okay, this is the same world as like the Flash. Yeah. I <laughs> like I like thinking about that when you get like a super violent comic. I'm like, or like Punisher. You're like, okay, Spider-Man's running around making puns. Yep. And, <laughs> and this, like, this, yeah, and this psychopath is just openly murdering people viciously in like the worst possible way. Oh, like when you watch Daredevil and you see like Kingpin do that door thing, oh and you're my like. God. You're like Iron Man, uh, Ant Man's running around in San Francisco. <laughs> You're like, I, can't, I don't think I can handle this. <laughs> yeah. Like Falcon's making hilarious puns at the expense yeah. of like Ultron. I like that though. That's for for me. That's that is my Marvel universe. Like mm. I'm I'm actually kind of excited to see those two worlds blending. Like in DC, I mean, because uh, Marvel has always blended that line where they're like, yeah, no, there's psycho murderers and, and despots, and, like, Doctor Doom is not a good king. Like, there's a lot of fucked up things here, but also some fun. Like, you have a world that needs a Punisher, and you also have a team of children superheroes called the the, the Power Pack, and mm-hmm. they just... And when it's, like, bedtime, they run out and they solve crimes. Like, no. <laughs> this is no. a dangerous, terrible place. It's why Civil War, like, made sense when it came out. They're like... They're like, no, that's that's this is really a messed up place, and it's like, yeah, no, you know what? That's a good point. <laughs> that's that's grounded a little bit because if you ground it too much, everything becomes. Uh, oh no, the, blo- the doors come off. Really quick. Yeah, yeah, you can't. No, it. I was actually, oh, man, I had, I always had this image. You know what? You know what really kind of messes up the MCU is Purple Man. Yeah. Because and I was kind I- of hoping to keep him around for a little mm-hmm. while longer because number one, David Tennant is can do no wrong. And number two, the Purple Man was such a amazing character, the way they developed him. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted him to, like, after his experience with Jessica, be like, oh, you know what, I can actually take on superpowered people. And then just kind of wander into Avengers Compound and start telling people what to do. And then Iron Man shows up, and he's like, I got filtered sound, kid. Punch. Yeah. No, like, there's a, I, I was a little bit bummed at how it all played out. But also, you still have the option with the hand and all their garbage with bringing people back to life or yes. not bringing back to life or whatever they choose to do but it's mm-hmm. like if you bring best back somebody him yeah and they think control him but really it's like no uh-uh, no he's good no he can he can take control of all of you and then he's got a hand ninja army that's oh like at his disposal be really that cool. is that is season three of daredevil oh my god i i loved david Tennant. like he was i, I jessica jones is my favorite of all those shows mm-hmm. like i the most solid. Yeah. Um, it's like a few supporting characters that which could have gone away really quick in the season. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm excited to see what else they do with Jessica Jones in season two. But um, when it comes to like darker stories in DC, I, I'm I'm excited for Wildstorm. Now, are there any like really dark Superman stories? Do they ever like really dabble in that besides like um, like him and Dark Knight Returns? And, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean. The whole point, they, you know, there's actually, I, I, I'm, I'm reminded of a story where Lois Lane was kidnapped by the Parasite, mm-hmm. and she was, I think Superman was shot by a Kryptonian bullet, or a Kryptonite bullet, and mm-hmm. Batman's taking him along, like, 
because he's because Lois is missing, and he's like, I need a detective, and I'm dying. So he calls Batman, and Batman and he work together, and they find Lois in a in a. I think it's Parasite had like a crawl space kind of like location where he threw all the bodies of people that he leached. Yikes! And so Lois is in there, and it's just. And it's amazing because Superman has all these amplified senses and Batman, like, gives him, like, this special, like, stuff you put under your nose, like, in Silence of the Lambs. And he's mm-hmm. like, it it messes with your sense memory, so, like, it'll it'll block out this smell, but you can't smell peppermint anymore or it'll bring it back. And it's just really, like, it's a very, very dark Batman-esque yeah. story, but with Superman at the foray. And it's like, yeah... But it's usually Superman reacting to the darkness of the world. He's the light of the DC universe. So he's the one who's... Like, they rarely have Superman, like... Unless it's an Elseworld story or it's something dark like that. Like, we just covered a book on our channel called uh, Superman Speeding Bullets, which is an alternate reality story, where the Superman rocket lands in Gotham and the Waynes pick it up. Yeah, yeah, that's a classic. And, yeah. yeah. But he kills Joe Chill... The se- like he because Joe Chill shoots all of them and then he's like the bullets bounce off and he's like Nyah! and he just blasts the dude to death. Yeah. So you get so- like you get darker Superman, but only when he's not raised by the Kents. Mm-hmm. Um, Are you a fan of Earth One stories? Like I that dig them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Superman Earth One Volume One is obviously a movie pitch that J M or that J uh, Straczynski. What clearly, because the dude is, you know, he's Babylon 5's J. Michael Straczynski, um, dude clearly was like, I got the Superman pitch for you. And they th- and he threw it, and then they went, ah, that's okay, and they took some of it, and they made a Man of Steel 2, or Man of Steel, rather. Yeah. But I like it, because it's still Superman. Like, Earth-1 mm-hmm. Superman is still Superman, for me. Yeah. And I like, the, the love interest is, is unique and fun, and I like... The, the the she's like a prostitute or stripper. I don't or something. know. I, I've I've only read the first first two volumes of Earth One Superman. Oh, or uh, volume three is when we get to deal with uh, the arguably the most popular like Superman uh, villain. It's then like I I love the way they handle them. Okay. The way it, it ties up all three volumes. Oh, cool! Really nicely, and it it, it explains what happened in the the first. Volume like wh- who sent them? Oh, cool. Okay. Later. But have you read Batman? Yes, I have. All, uh, yeah, both of them. They're oh, birthday boy. <laughs> god. Oh my god. Like I love the, the. You see the transformation of Harvey Bullock and like that. Yes. I I love that and like but like that scene when he lands in the basement and you're like, okay, I can't um. Oh I yeah. Can't handle this. Oh no, he lands <laughs> in the basement and you're like. Oh, I see why he's like this now. Like, Bullock's entire world is completely shifted and changed. Yeah. No, it's... Movie star, and then he's, he drops into, literally, the one of the worst criminals Gotham's ever had. Yep. Pure. And uh, I like that they left... You read volume two? Oh, yeah. They, like, left it off with, like, Killer Croc being, like, a friend, which was I really like cool. I like that. Yeah. Because really how many like... Killer Croc stories can you write, really? So make him a helper. Like... Yeah. And, like, I'm always a fan for that, and I like Alfred being, like, part of the military, which yeah. is, like, oh, so, oh, his scene with Penguin is... Oh, my oh. God, yes. I read this on a plane, and I was, like, oh. I was, like, gasping. I was, like, <laughs> I can't, like, this is so cool. Like, I was, like, I was plowing through all of the Earth-1 stories. Yeah. They were so good. Everything Earth-1 is amazing. Yeah. Teen Titans, Volume 1 and 2, and Wonder Woman. I have read Wonder Woman. I have still yet to read Teen Titans. Oh, they basically 
So you like take the pitch for the new Power Rangers. <laughs> okay. It's like a small. It's a small town, and something starts happening to a couple of the teens, and you're trying to figure out what. But like then it like you go even deeper, and you're like these kids have been connected through something for a very long time, and like there's like there's like espionage, and like their parents are in on it. It kind of makes it like a like a kind of like a young adult novel, but okay. like like a lot of people don't like it being labeled that way and I because I get it, it doesn't sound appealing yeah. but something about it just like wow if you made this into a movie it would be perfect and everyone would be on board for each of these characters interesting have you mm-hmm. ever, have you ever read runaways I read volume one and I was not a big really? I, I it didn't it didn't grab me I love Vaughn I love Vaughn but it just didn't want me to keep picking it up right on okay because mm-hmm. it's because it sounds a little I was like oh that sounds I like that but I like that premise because I, I enjoyed runaways yeah, but, it is um, a lot like Runaways. It definitely feels a lot like Runaways. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. That's cool. Oh, I was thinking of another Superman story. You've probably read this. It's uh, Superman American Alien. It, surprisingly, like, um, I was hesitant because, like, some of Max Landis' stuff is, like, he's obviously, like, very he's very creative and he's, he, he loves the character. And I was a little hesitant to read it. But finally I caved and, like, because someone at our office had brought in the first issue. Okay. And I slipped through it and I was like, oh, God, I love this. Yes. <laughs> I love everything about this, and uh, and the more I like, I picked up every issue. Like it, it had finished its run, so I I bought every issue and I just read through it one night. And I'm like, I love this. Yep. Love. I love this portrayal of Superman. It definitely feels more like if Max Landis was speaking and he was Superman. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, it's like. Uh, it's, oh, when I he just, shows up to Jimmy's art gallery, I'm like, yeah, this is just Landis in a Superman costume. But that, yeah. that said. Every, uh, oh no, I, DC asked me to read it, they sent me an issue, and I read the first, no, you know what's funny, I read the first issue on my own, because I was like, like many people's exposure to Max Landis, I saw his Death of Superman video, Yeah. and I was like, and bear in mind, this is a long time, I I see this video, I go, fuck that guy, (laughs) and (laughs) so, I, and of course, if you're on the internet and you're hearing about Max Landis, you only see, like, his, when he freaks out, and then... Uh, I picked up issue one, and I'm like, all right, here we go. And it's like Iron Giant with Superman in it, which, of course, is like Iron Giant because Superman is an Iron Giant. But it's like fucking Iron Giant, and I'm like, holy shit, you you just shut my fucking mouth. Like, thanks a lot. Then I read the second one. It's like a Coen Brothers movie with Superman in it, and I'm like, okay. And then DC, and then I, and I, we did it on the show, and DC's like, you seem to have turned around about Max Landis. Would you like to do the video? Would you like to just talk about it on our channel? I'm like, yes. Yes, please. So, but yeah, every time anybody's like, "Ah, Superman's boring," or "Do you have a darker Superman?" I'm like, "This one," because oh, yeah. Superman dealing with those with those uh, those murderers in issue two. I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's the if you want a dark Superman movie, I'm like, please just listen to Max. Just make this, please. Just like do that. Just, yeah, the just world do is this. dark. He's not like that's the like when when Lobo fucking blows up only like half a building. He's and he like feels it. You're like, yes. I am in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that that exchange between Lobo and him. It's just it's amazing. It's yeah. so it's like because it's also like you get context of like okay so, uh, like this is how long like because of light year light travel or whatever. It's like it's been a very long time and like oh man it it, it hurts and also you get like a cool moment where Superman curses which I'm like oh, this is strange but yeah. like it it works for what Max is set up and like I love Chronicle and I love yeah. like. Uh, I seen a little bit of American Ultra, and I enjoyed what I saw, but I didn't watch all of it. It was no. I definitely fell asleep. But um, <laughs> uh, 
You know, I, I, I'm down. If, if DC gave him another book, I would definitely check it out. He has one with Skybound right now. Yes. It, uh, God, God, uh, no. Uh, Valley. Green Valley, thank you. Valley something. Yeah. That's um, great. It's, uh, I haven't checked it out. I don't read really, I don't have any Skybound books, really. But um, mm. I've heard good things. And I definitely think it was supposed to be, that felt like a pitch for a movie. Or oh, a TV. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything is. He writes, like, a, a script a day. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you... Have you read his Mario Brothers movie? Because it is... No. Uh-uh. It's 480 pages, and... I think I got about 80 pages into it, and I went, All right! Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it is un... It, it's, it's unfathomable. Yeah. Um, another Superman book you might dig, uh, which you probably have read, is uh, What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, and the American Way? They made a... Huh? They made an animated movie about it. It's called Superman vs. the Elite. Oh, yeah, I love Superman vs. the Elite. It's just that, and damn, yeah. I wish I hadn't read, um, I hadn't, or sorry, I wish I hadn't seen All-Star Superman the movie or New Frontier the movie, because I would have really liked to have experienced those two books, like, firsthand, because have you read A New Frontier? Oh, I, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. All-time favorite DC book, period, like, that Superman, that story with John Henry, the original one, it like, it's so beautifully told, and I'm like, I, I don't know why that story specifically like stuck with me. I was like, oh man, <laughs> like it's nothing about even like what you're reading anymore. It's more about America, and I'm like, how did he do that? Like, yeah. how did he do that with like? And that's the shortest part of the book. Yeah. Like, how did he do that with that with his storytelling and how Jordan is so like developed? And I love the way the Flash is described, oh, yeah. like. It, it, he and Wonder Woman too, where it's like, what is it like when like that the the the, uh, the group of women in like Southeast Asia they oh, yeah. like they, they attack they kill all the men in the village and you're like, I I don't know who I side with here. <laughs> like, oh no, that that is my favorite iteration of Wonder Woman so far. Mm-hmm. I love and, that, and I love that Gar- Darwin Cook's like, no, she's taller than Superman because yeah. she's an Amazon. Amazons are big. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's awesome. And then, of course, they got Lucy Lawless, the player of the movie, and you're like, no shit, that's perfect. And Martian Manhunter, I really enjoyed in that, because there's also, like, you get the take of, like, being, like, um, an immigrant as well, yeah. and, like, a couple other, like, twists and turns in there. And also, Batman and him have the best exchange, where it's like, I, I spent, like, hundreds, like, a couple hundred thousand dollars to get that tiny rock to kill that one alien. Yep. All I need to kill you is a nickel or something. Yeah, like, for yeah. the book of matches, and you're like, oh... <laughs> So cool. No, that's that is um, Darwin Cook Superman. Uh, I would. They, I don't think he only worked on like Catwoman. He did a couple things yeah. for before Watchmen or after Watchmen or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he did the the Minutemen. Minutemen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would have. I, I rest in peace. But I would have loved to see Darwin Cook like tackle Superman for a little bit. Yeah, he was. Uh, his work has always been an inspiration, and it's just he's one of those people who's like. Oh, you can write and draw. Like and it's not just like, oh I could draw like no. Darwin Cook like defines characters. Yes. Man. And that's too bad that like one of the things he did was before Watchmen, because like before Watchmen was not the Rough. best. It's funny, mm-hmm. people ask us uh, all the time, they're like, So what do you think about Watchmen being brought back into DC? And I'm like, can't be any worse than before Watchmen. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely fun to like investigate all that because like or look into like how Watchmen got created, and, like, what, um, is Alan Moore, right? Yeah, Blanking. yeah. Like, about, like, him wanting, it was Charleston Comics? There's, like, uh, I'm yeah. still... Yeah, the Charleston things. Comics characters, yeah. Yeah, like, uh, that was just such a cool thing for me to learn, so, like, I, I'm excited to see, like, 
those iterations of the of those characters if they're going to appear or not. Oh yeah. Like eating like current comic book characters that we have, like that are Charleston or Superman. Like I want to see what an interaction between our new Superman, who is just so grounded and like he has so much hope and love in his heart to like talk to Doctor Manhattan. Oh, like. God. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's well. Here's the thing. Okay, so we talked a little bit about on the weekly poll about how you're you're a you're a, you dig uh, Man of Steel. I'm not gonna mm. harp on it or anything, but I will say that one of the thing one of my criticisms, and I'm not gonna go on forever, but uh, is that you got the dude who made Watchmen, who is which is basically Doctor Manhattan is basically a Superman deconstruction. It's like what if what if a you know what if a man had the powers of a god? And it's like right on, you know. And then you take the guy who deconstructs Superman to then make a Superman movie. And it's like, you know that he's going to be influenced by his deconstruction. And for me, Man of Steel is a deconstruction of Superman, but you need Superman to exist in order to have something to compare it to. For me, I'm like, no. But, uh, but I, I, I'm excited to see that finally explored mm-hmm. in, D, in the pages of DC, where they're like, they are going to have Superman versus, or at least ideologically versus Dr. Manhattan. I mean, you yeah. know that's coming. Because, like, he changed... In this issue alone, he changed the universe with his hope. Yes. Which is uh, incredible. And I and I like um, I like that Superman in... Yeah, it was in the Superman, not action comics, but they dealt with multiversity. Yeah. Which, love multiversity. That is a, an amazing book to read. I love what Grant Morrison does with all those characters. And just, like, building out new characters... I would like to see, like, he introduces in one of the issues uh, a form of Alan Moore's characters. Yeah. Like, uh, I forget what, there was a name for it, like the American, not Americana, uh, some kind of Latin name or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, they like had a Vox another, or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, um, I, I would like to see, like, those characters also being kind of shuffled in here. I don't know, like, they, they have a lot of opportunities to play with a lot of characters. I just hope that we actually do it. <laughs> I, Jacob in the chat just reminded me. It's Pax Americana. Pax Americana. Yeah, yeah. The um, the fact that we have now established that you can take if there is a counterpart character, we can just merge them together and make a pure version of it. I wonder if we will see either a return of some Charleston characters or a merging of Watchmen characters and Charleston characters to create a hodgepodge of those characters. I mean, might be crazy. <laughs> I mean, that'd be crazy. Like, it'd be it'd be crazy in a way to make it work because like everybody wants to. For for, for my money, everybody seems to want to see like Watchmen in DC kind of like bump elbows. For me, I'm like no because like people think Rorschach is cool, and while like yeah, Rorschach is an interesting character. Like you know, he hates gay people, right? Like you know, he's a fascist. Like yeah, you don't want Rorschach. You don't want to read a Rorschach book, which is why I'm like, okay, well, before Watchmen, you had a Rorschach book, and it's like, yeah, you don't want to read that shit. Crap, who did that? I think Lee Bermejo drew it. I don't remember. But anyway, you know what? Brian Azzarello wrote it. He's the perfect person to write a Rorschach book. Because Brian Azzarello hates superheroes, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, I'm I am I'm jazzed. Like I am so on board for the future of this because it means we're gonna get the we're gonna have. It's one of those instances where we can have our cake and eat it too. We can have everything we want without having to sacrifice wh- like how everything kind of succeeded. Mm-hmm. It's 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 pretty sweet. Oh, so, shout out to Peter Tom Thomasai. Tom Sutt, whatever, and right. Dan Jurgens because they did an they did an amazing job of like just merging every like every little kind of like problem like we're gonna see how it plays out but this seems like a pretty neat tight solution yeah. to 
all of our worries. And I can't wait to see what uh, Tom King and Joshua oh, Williamson. Yeah, the button. Because, yes, so pumped, so I, pumped. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm legitimately avoiding any like info, just so mm-hmm. I could be as surprised as possible about the button. There was one thing that came out, and I was like, ah, "Damn, I really wish I had. I really wish they didn't announce that." <laughs> I was like, I, "Why did they?" Like it was same thing with Rebirth. Like with um, like news about Wally came out early. Yeah. Now. And I was like, "Why? Please let me read this." Like, um, I but I I, I controlled myself. But someone did right before I read it because I got it digitally, uh, and which came out at two a.m. Yep. After it came out, so like I was just like sitting up reading it. But right before I got it, someone tweeted me a photo of Wally in his new costume, and I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> like I mean, like I also it didn't like it didn't come into my mind when I was like actually reading. I was expecting him to like. Just uh, show it at some point, and it not being like a continuation. Yeah. But man, did that comic make me cry? Like I definitely cried. Oh like, my god! I started screaming at the end of it, mainly because it was like three in the morning when I started re- like when See, I finished it. I, I literally the exact same thing. I yeah. uh, one of my buddies slash co-hosts and I ran out to the comic book store at midnight because that's when the physical copy came out. Uh, grabbed it, brought it home, and then, like, it, under cover of darkness, like, making sure that, like, no one else could hear it, I'm just reading it, and, like, Wally and Barry, like, hug, and he's like, how could I ever forget you? And I'm like, oh my god. Uh, unfortunately, I also was spoiled. I think the last page reveal of Batman taking the button out of the wall, I'm like, that was spoiled for me, so I was, it, it did not blow my mind as much as it did when I saw it on some fucking website. But, uh, but that said, like, the implication is still there, like, the, the gravity is still there, it still works. Mm-hmm. That whole it, scene between Barry and Wally is just perfect. I'm not even the hugest Flash fan, but even mm-hmm. I recognize, like, A, the value, and B, the, the, the emotional connectivity between those two characters. I, I'm liking Flash Rebirth so far, like, they had a fun idea with, like, a serial killer speedster. Yeah. Like, it's one problem with it, like, I'm a big Flash fan, obviously, I got a tattoo of the Flash right here. Right on, uh, Yeah, I got... <laughs> Nice. Yeah, uh, and it's got some Francis Manipool inspired lightning because I like I looked at it and like I like I try to copy it as much as you can copy lightning and make yeah. it. Look good. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, do, 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 do. Uh, but Rebirth has been really uh, solid for the Flash, so okay. uh, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with this crossover. And God damn it, DC's on point. Yeah. I love Marvel's getting a little. Uh, Mm, not convoluted. Like it's just busy. It, there's a lot of it's jam packed. It is. It's. Marvel's keep... having some trouble. I and you know what it is for me. The way I describe it is, I don't think anybody's driving the bus. No, that doesn't feel like it. it just feels like, hey, we're doing this. Yeah, cool. All right. Yeah. Well, doesn't that contradict this? Fuck you. Yeah. You know, just, <laughs> ah, whatever. You know, like, well, you don't understand monsters. Are, like. Well, but everybody hated Civil War too. Well, you don't understand. Monster Unleashed was scheduled to come out next. Like, well, yeah, maybe you shouldn't release it right now. Maybe the right audience will find it. Like, if you wait six months, but then what will come out? Well, how about nothing? How about just the books that come out on a regular basis? You're published like two hundred books a month. Yeah. How about you scale back? No. Just take a break with the events. I can't. I. I also bought X Men versus Inhumans. That oh. was a, that was a waste. Like, yeah. <laughs> we get near the end. Nothing. There was nothing that happened at the end of that book. Nope. There was no point. No. Nope. Whatsoever. And they never they never justified Cyclops being like the mutant Hitler that they implied. Nope. Didn't nope. work. 
Nothing. Like, nothing at all. No. And then, like, Emma Frost just gets the worst costume change. Oh, my of the God. <laughs> so dumb. It's like, the, that, that right there is a first idea. That they were like, well, there's nobody driving the bus. Who gives a shit? Like, there's nobody, appl- like, approving any of this or, dis- or, or, or rejecting it. It's just whatever. If, is, how long have you been working here? 20 years? You get whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, with DC Rebirth, the most amazing thing is, even when they did events, because they did, like, you know, Suicide Squad versus Justice League, that was a great, like, event. And it was an event that, like, took place within the span of, like, a day or two. And yeah. it just works. It was Josh Williamson writing. It's just fantastic. Um, but even the, the events that they've done since announcing Rebirth, they've all been, number one, tied in with the big event that's coming. And number two, small enough where you can avoid them, or you can read them, or you can skip it and then go back and pick it up later, and it doesn't affect the line item. Like, it doesn't affect your enjoyment of whatever it is you're reading. If you're a Flash fan, you're not going to get screwed over if, like, by the big Batman event that's happening. Exactly. Yeah. It's just so, yeah, they, 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 clearly the direction is working, and mm-hmm. I don't know if it's, a, if it's a dictatorship or if it's some kind of, uh, you know, if it's some kind of republic over there, but, like, whatever the, whatever the government is in D.C., keep it up. Because... I think if they just don't have Brian Michael Bendis writing 15 damn comics a month like there's he can't he's writing as, as far as i know he's writing like uh spider-man yep the miles morales he's writing riri williams mm-hmm. uh iron man or iron heart yep wait what, what else is he writing he's writing he's infamous writing... iron man which is dr doom is iron man yes he wrote civil war by the way that dr doom book is still really good i will say like it a lot bendis so. when he cares he writes mm-hmm. some pretty tight stuff i mean uh, he's gonna do um Shit, what is, oh, Defenders. Mm. And Defenders is basically just his run on New Avengers from like 10 years ago. So I, I have I have complete faith that that will be cool. Oh, yeah, but, and he's running Jessica Jones, too. Oh, yeah, Jessica Jones. Yeah, Alias. Yeah. Which, is, which is rough. Which is rough. It was, it's a rough. It's not, it's not perfect. His, I'm not a his, fan. Like, and I loved Alias. Yeah. It's really, that's really good. This one right now, I'm like... You're dealing with big universe stuff. You're like trying to wrap up Civil War two, but also trying to make a story that like is adult. But I'm like, I don't know. If I'm totally sold. But I love Jessica Jones, so I'm like, yeah. No. Have you read Flash today? The new one, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you saw about that that implication of the Superman yeah. reveal. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! <laughs> I'm very I'm I'm very excited to see because it's gonna. I'm guessing it's not going to play out in the next issue of Flash. Mm-hmm. It'll be... Wait, that's April. Wait, then it should be the button. I don't know. I think it's the button. I think it's... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how this is all going to play out, but awesome reveal. Yeah. Oh, so solid. Also, what Flash did near the end before they started to wrap everything up, the, the Professor Zoom stuff was not great. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was not... like He had like a team, and you're like, the team's pointless, and you're like, okay, I don't... <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about this. But now, Kid Flash, Wally is great. Um, does that mean they're going to merge both Wallys? I think we should wrap up with that question. Yeah. Are they because they worked really hard in DC Rebirth to establish? No, they're very different. They're two different people with the yeah. same name, powers, and and, and origins. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think you're going to get into a tricky situation if you try to merge those two characters. Yeah, if you try to say, like, oh, no, yeah, we, yeah, okay, we got rid of our, of one of our, like, three or four African-American characters uh, to favor the red, the red-haired white guy. Yes. But, 
you know, I don't know. I, I think they will. I think they're going to merge them. I don't know. I, I mean, I think we're going to lose one. Yeah. I think we're going to lose one. Maybe not merge them, but I think one's going to go away. And I don't know which one it's going to be, but it's a little weird right now to have two. It's a little weird. I do love Titans, and I do love Teen Titans, yeah. and I love both characters, but I'm like, it is strange. Well, I will say, um, at the at, at the base of every crisis, there is a Flash. Mm-hmm. So, there's, and we got two of them with the same name. One of them can easily sacrifice themselves to save the multiverse or the or reality or whatever, or be the fulcrum by which the new universe is launched or something. There's something, I think that there's a plan, mm-hmm. or at least there could be a plan to use slash kill one of them in a very big, grandiose, heroic way. So that it's like, oh, no, 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 it's okay that we got rid of him, because he was really cool about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. He's or don't worry. <laughs> yeah, and we'll, and we'll bring him back one day because he went in the Speed Force or something. I don't know. That's garbage because Speed Force garbage. <laughs> yeah, because Speed Force. Mm-hmm. That's it. Used to be called Hypertime. That was their. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hypertime was their was their Speed Force before they before Jeff Johns was like, wait a minute, I can use the Speed Force. There you go. <laughs> but uh, Sam, thanks so much for being on this episode today. It was really great chatting with you. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Well, I talk about here. Superman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We just hashed it out with Superman. But uh, if you're if you want, you're welcome to come on anytime, any uh, you know, whenever. And hopefully, we'll see you soon on either the weekly poll or here, and mm-hmm. on the next uh, adventure for Sam Basherman. Where can everybody find you, and what is coming out next that you can uh, you can tell everybody to check out? Uh, well, I've got some stuff coming out on my personal channel. I also have my podcast. But to look me up, it's at Sam Basher S A M B A S H O R on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And then my podcast, it's called Only Stupid Answers, and we're on everything besides SoundCloud, but um, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player yes. FM, Google Play Music, everywhere. So, and there, me and my buddy DJ talk about comics, TV shows, movies, all sorts of stuff. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. And there's a link, by the way, for uh, Only Stupid Answers in the description box below this video, so check it out. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks a lot for being here, man. And thanks for watching, everybody. So long.